Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Welcome to another episode of Light Body Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lara May, and today we have a special guest who has been on with us before, Stephanie May, and um, I think before we talked about some COVID-related things, um, being healthy, and then we talked about non-toxic cleaning, didn't we? Yes. 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 So today related to being healthy and immunity. Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to talk about something more on the energetic and emotional and mental uh, levels. And so um, Stephanie is a Holy Fire Reiki and a Sui Reiki master. And um, she's also, like we talked about before, a certified personal trainer and a massage therapist. So um, she not only brings the energetic healing background to this, but also um, some personal experience, which I think we all have um, when we talk about being the victim or living in a victim mentality or overcoming um, and living an empowered life beyond victimhood. And so I think today in this environment that we're living in politically and just the craziness of the world that uh, it can feel definitely chaotic, but it can also feel like maybe that we don't have any power or that things are happening to us and maybe we're just being tossed around in in a giant ocean of chaos. And so I wanted to bring this up because um, I don't want especially my audience, to feel disempowered or feel like the world is against me or that bad things happen to me all the time and and are just going to keep happening or that other people are to blame for your circumstances or that anything that you try will um, fail so there's no point in trying. So all of these things are patterns, are thought patterns of being in a victim mentality. And so... It's okay if you find yourself at this, at these stages every now and then, but if you think or you find yourself in this presence and this mental state often or most of the time, then I think it's something that it's worth digging deeper into because it can really lead and spiral down to full-on depression, panic, despair, And worst case scenario, maybe even uh, suicide mentality. And so we definitely want everyone to know that they are supported, they are not alone, um, that there is always someone that they can reach out to. And so, um, but really where it starts is taking responsibility for your circumstances 
and seeking solutions to problems instead of perpetuating a sense of powerlessness or a persistent self-sabotage or negative self-talk. So uh, what do you think about that, Stephanie? Um, yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think this is a very, very trying time for all of us. And so I, I do want to pick that apart a little bit um, by stating that we have all been victims this year and, and that is okay that, that as much as you don't want to be stuck in victimhood, there is a time and a place for it. There is, there is, a, it is a process. Um, and just getting to a, getting to a place where you can even admit this happened to me or this happened to me, I have been a victim of this is very empowering. Um, because then you're finally, you know, you're past the first step. You can be, you're, you're aware of the problem and then you can actually not just address it, but then you can address your, your, maybe your negative self speak or your self sabotage, um, or the depression that has come along with it. Um, and, and there's definitely before COVID, um, but especially during this year, there, there are so many victim, victims out there, whether it's domestic violence or racism or, or they've been victims of disease. They've been COVID, uh, they've been affected by, yeah, unemployment, like that is, you are a victim. Like there are so many things in this world that are happening to you right now, for sure. However, um, I, I just wanna, I, I just don't want anyone to feel um, invalidated when we say, when we talk about blame. Um, because yeah. there is a because don't, these things have absolutely happened to you for sure. But what we're wanting to focus on is not giving that power away and not, not getting stuck in that all these things that are happening to me mode. Yeah. So I want to point out and I'm going to interrupt you and say like victimhood is not a sign of weakness. It's a belief pattern. And Correct. so like you said, with something we all go through, and it's something that you're not just going to go through one time in your life and be like, cool, mastered that. Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> it's going to, right, it, there's going to be cycles because like everything in this wonderful human life that we have chosen, everything comes and goes in cycles and you will find yourself super empowered and strong in some places and then not so much in others. And so along with this conversation of victimhood comes the the aspect of personal boundaries the aspect of self-esteem the aspect of um empowerment and and hmm, what am i missing um control i think making I think choices yes yeah, being, so choosing, so being um, purposeful and intentional and making the choice. And back in March, I wrote a blog about the victim mentality, and I didn't even realize at the time how timely it was because uh, here in the United States, the COVID situation was just starting to get rolling. But one of the things I say in my blog is that happiness is a choice I make, and that's a mantra that we should 
constantly be reminding ourselves of, especially when we feel victimized in some way, shape, or form, we have a choice about how we react to it and then how we, um, how, what we think about it. And so we can make the choice to feel despair, to feel powerless, or we can say, you know, this sucked, but now I can take action in these different ways and I can still choose to exist in a place of happiness. Yes. And, and again, I want to reiterate there, there is a, there is a time, there is a moment for those feelings of powerlessness because they are real. I've been there. I've experienced them and, and we are all still human, no matter how far past our, our victimhood we are. Um, we are still human. We still have all these emotions and, and nothing you are feeling is wrong. If you feel um, powerless, if you feel out of control, if you feel like the world is coming at you, that's, that's not a wrong feeling. Um, it's just a, it's just a thought process that, that we, you eventually need to change. So I want, I do want to be, I'm very passionate about, about honoring your feelings, being present with them, letting them show up, and then also letting them pass. So instead mm -hmm. of, instead of fighting them, instead of shaming yourself, you know, and, and society telling you, oh, you shouldn't cry, you should toughen up, or any of those things, like, that's wrong, because your feelings are real, and your feelings are valid, but, and you need, the only way past is through. That's, that's a huge mantra um, for me, um, not just currently um, with COVID, but with so many times in my life when I look back on them in hindsight, um, you know, you can run from things all you want, but the reality of the situation is you, you really can't go around them or under them or over them. You have to go through. Yeah. Um, so I do, I do want, I, I, I do think um, that people really need to honor their feelings and be present with them for, for a moment and, and acknowledge why they're there and what's made them feel that way, but then also make a choice to let them pass and then move on um, yeah. and then move on to the next phase. Yeah, so I wanna unpack that. So really, like, let's think about this energetically speaking or even like from the pr perspective of like a physical science. So if you, let's say you had a rock and you put a rock in the flow of water, the water is going to move around it, but the rock itself, unless you have a big force is probably not gonna move, right? And so you can think about your emotions or your feelings kind of the same way. Like if you shove them down, if you pack them into, a, you know, like wherever you do, like you shove them deep, deep down inside and ignore them, try to, you know, not face them, not evaluate them, not feel them, then they're just going to stay in that spot and they're going to come back up and or they're going to create disease in that area and so the best and the most healthy thing that we can do like you said is to feel your feelings allow yourself to just be in that moment for however long it takes and then allow them to move through you so breathing breathing through it calling in you know love and light support from god your angel source whatever you believe in to allow you to help move through. So it's all about 
continuing the flow and flow has been my word for 2020. And even though there's so much about this world that was on hold and stopped for, I don't know, like at least a quarter of this year, if maybe not a whole half so far, there's still been flow. And so I think we can still, in this instance too, talk about allowing flow when it comes to our emotions, when it comes to our feelings and being willing. So first step to anything is awareness, willingness, and then the movement or the choice, the intention to choose again. And I really like that word flow, especially paired with willingness and movement, because the irony of this year is even though some things stopped, other things, those, those things that stopped actually created radical change. Um, and and there, there are some people, or just there's a school of thought, whether you believe it or not, that says, um, you know, it, it takes radical events to create radical change um, because you don't change when everything's fine, when everything's going the way you want. Um, well, for every action, know, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's one it, of the laws of the universe, the laws of thermodynamics. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's physics. So, and I want to apply that to victimhood in the sense that the difference between being a victim and victimhood is that right there is the choice. Yes, did all these things happen to all of us? Yes, absolutely. But we have a choice in how we react to them. We have a choice in how much power we give them. Um, and, and one of the biggest things I stood by um, this entire time is, you know, I do, have, I do have multiple things that are working against my immune system right now. I do have um, multiple things. I have been a very serious vic victim of trauma um, with, but I, I absolutely choose to not let fear control me. I choose to not be afraid of going out of my house. I choose to not let the, my circumstances determine my future. Um, and I think that's truly the difference between being a victim and victimhood as it plays into that willingness, that choice, you know, how much power, how much, you know, do you want to give yourself and then also allowing things to flow around that. Mm -hmm. And how much power are you willing to give away? And I think we don't think about Absolutely. that a lot. I think we sort of get like bogged down in, in the sort of the swirl of this is shitty. Why me? you know, um, you know, all of those things, which when whatever the bad thing is, that's happening totally makes sense. It's a total natural response. But if you continue to swirl there, then you're really giving your power away to it. You are allowing it to just be sucked out of you. And so I think that's something, um, and I, what I and like I to talk that... about too, is like our power management. So what we contribute to something, but then also like what we allow to be either taken from us or we give away ourselves. Yes. And that's honestly why I, I, I turned off the news. I didn't watch it for a very long time. I temporarily turned it on for COVID and then very quickly into it. I remembered why I didn't watch the news yeah. <laughs> like, oh because, of, because of what it did to my energy and what it did to my power. And I saw myself starting to go down that swirl of, of looking every day for and the latest and greatest update from Gavin or Newsom. And, um, and so I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I, this is not mentally healthy for yeah. me. 
Yeah, because um, you should. And I chose to take that power back. Yeah, because you shouldn't have to let, for this is a great example, you shouldn't have to check in with the news to figure out how you feel about your day. Right? Exactly. And I think a lot of people, is, they're like, oh, what's going on in the world? Oh, what's, what's going wrong with the world? And, you know, let me have to let the news tell me how I feel about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so whether it's, and I'm not, again, by no means are we invalidating everyone or saying that something is worse than another. Um, and that is a huge part of it too. You cannot, you cannot compare yourself. You can't constantly compare yourself to others and let people tell you that what happened to you wasn't so bad because other things in the world are happening that are way worse than right now. Like definitely honor your emotions and how yeah. you feel about something because that is real, but don't let it control your life. Um, and if, and if you need, if it is, if you find yourself in that, in that phase, in that place, there are lots of tools. There are lots of resources. There's not one way. Um, and I think a lot of people are not aware of all the different integrative ways to deal with that, um, to deal with the, con you know, the circumstances that you are in and to get yourself out of that place. I think a lot of us are just taught from as a child um, to be victims of our circumstances and, and we don't even realize that mm -hmm. like, and our, and our parents didn't even realize that that's what they were doing, but, but we're often told just, Hey, this is how it is. Like, and, and even if, if COVID and, and riots and all these other things didn't happen, just that alone right there teaches us to be victims of our circumstances, whether it's yeah. poverty or natural disaster and to just be told, well, this is how it is. And you have to deal with it. And, toughen up, you know, well, I don't know about you, but I've never accepted that. <laughs> and I think that's, <laughs> but I think that also speaks towards the souls that chose to incarnate in this time and this, you know, very awakening time period that we're in. Like we are definitely in a um, era of empowerment and awakening, being aware, not just, you know, taking what's told to us and, you know, accepting it without question. And so I think now that it is part of all of our soul contracts to really, and it's part of establishing our own self-esteem and our own personal boundaries, like, okay, so what am I going to believe? What am I choosing, you know, to accept from what is being told to me by the news, by my ancestors, by the government, by my employer, all these different things. And what am I going to take? What am I going to leave? And of the things I'm going to take, how am I going to integrate those? Am I going to say, okay, maybe I believe that a little bit, but I'm going to augment it and say, actually, it's this with the sprinkling of these things over here, you know, and, and make it yeah. your own. And, and I think that's really important too, that while there is a oneness, we are all connected. We don't have to be sheeple. <laughs> that is an excellent word. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> um, there is obviously great power in numbers, but again, if you look at the, look at a flock of sheep, you know the a flock of sheep will run off the edge of a cliff just because the whole herd is doing it. And so, I think we are humans. We have higher consciousness. And we need to really tap into that and say, okay, 
some of these movements movements that are happening are great. They're moving us in a good direction, but others, maybe not so much. Maybe some of these other ones are more destructive than they are constructive. And, you know, again, just deciding from your own personal inner guidance system what you resonate with and what you don't. And again, like Stephanie and I are not here to pass judgment on anyone. It is diversity that makes the world go round. And we just want to give you all a uh, positive platform to start self-accepting, self-accepting that none of us are perfect. And when we accept that none of us are perfect, then we actually maintain our power and we maintain our ability to not be a victim. Because if you say, if you admit that we're not perfect and we're never going to be, but we can always strive to be better and we can always strive to be more loving, be more compassionate, be more kind and understanding, then I think that's the best we, that we can do. And if we all did that, then the world would just be so much more elevated. Correct. Um, there's definitely something to say for not putting others up on a pedestal, much less ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a huge component to not just um, self-forgiveness, but self-compassion and self-love. Um, again, we're not here to judge anyone because I, I have been through it. Um, I'm sure you've been through plenty um, on your own. Um, so it's just a matter of getting to that place where you realize everyone's going through something um, despite the front that they are putting up and everyone truly does have something to learn from everyone, um, no matter their education, their class, their, you know, their, um, their income, like whatever, we all truly have something to learn from everyone. And the more we recognize that we're all human and we're all going to screw up and make mistakes and we can not just practice that with others, but within ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but not being know, paralyzed saying, in that past mistake either. Right. So not saying like, oh my God, I did this. And then I was the victim of this and getting, and getting stuck in that negative, um, that negative cycle. Yeah. Or even, you know, that's one of the things I love about Carolyn Mace is she really does I feel like equally look at both sides of an issue. And so like for this, we're talking about being in the victim mentality, but let's be real. There are ways that I'm sure all of us have victimized others at some point, whether we knew we were doing it or not, we also have been the perpetuators of victimization. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I, um, I love that when you say self-forgiveness, like, yes, we do need to all practice self-forgiveness. But again, like, again, not, don't beat the drum and beat yourself into the ground over something. Practice the compassion and the love and the forgiveness as much on yourself as other people. Yeah. And I think, I think that is, I think that is extremely important because a lot of us will not practice those boundaries. Um, because I think, I think that the, the section of us that are, that are empaths, um, that are always putting ourselves in other shoes, forget to think about ourselves sometimes. Um, you know, where we've gotten to this place of, oh, you know, being so, sometimes some of us are so understanding towards others that we forget to practice our own boundaries and say, and say no. And, and we're taught and told that saying no is bad and that saying no isn't okay. And mm -hmm. saying no and, is selfish. You're selfish. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Saying no is great. Saying no is healthy. Saying no is positive because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. Um, Saying you no only... is a healthy, loving statement. Yeah, and you I only have that so much. Again <laughs> and again. I learned it just recently yes. this past month. I should have said no to something that I didn't and I paid the price for it. <laughs> Energetically speaking, I paid the price. Um, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's a lesson I'm also constantly learning too. Um, uh, just in every, every way you could possibly think of. And it definitely has resurfaced for me as well. And I think it's a, a I think it's a, a theme of this year. Again, just saying, no, I'm not going to let fear control me. I'm not going to let the media and the propaganda control me. I am not going to let it control my thought patterns. I'm not going to let the world control me. I there's so much in the world I cannot control. And if I tried to control all of that, I would have a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, and I think some I, people have. Oh, they absolutely have. And, and I can tell you, I, there was a few weeks that I was close to one myself. Um, and then I, and I re- recognized that and I stopped and I had to come back to all of this. Um, and, I, and I had to come back to all these lessons again and all these reminders and to say, I... I'm going to control what I can control within myself, yeah, like you my, can't atti- control. my attitude, my thoughts, my, my, the words I actually use, my daily, my daily actions. Um, and I'm going to let go of everything else because you can't control others and you can't make excuses for others. And yeah, you and can't it, control what other people think of you. And there's, I forget who said it, but someone famous said that it's none of your business what other people think of you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> because you have no control over that. So you can't and control I think how that other is, people act. You know, you can't control yeah, that is part of to you. That I think that is a big part of victimhood, whether it's, it's whether fear. it's been I like think it comes from fear. Yeah. Whether it's like racism or domestic violence or so many other things, people will project their fear onto you and and make you feel bad for things. Oh, make you feel bad for not supporting this cause or make you feel bad for their behavior because they can't take responsibility for their own behavior. Um, and again, that's, that's all, none of that is you. That is them. You cannot control them. You cannot control their words. You cannot control their attitudes and, and enabling them, making excuses for them is also a part of victimhood um, and, and showing them compassion, but not showing yourself any and, and saying, no, like I will not be a part of this. I will not let this control me. Yeah. So I think, um, you know me, I always like to dish out the tools and give people things that they can use uh, today, you know, right after listening to this or even during listening to this. So um, what are some tools that you use? I think we've already covered a couple when we said, you know, um, awareness and then choosing again. Right. Yeah. What so else? I think, um, so definitely, obviously, the first step to anything is self-awareness. Um, I think the, the second step is, I think what you said, willingness. Um, willingness I think that's yes. cool. Now you're aware, now you're aware of what's going on, either the problem or the situation or the circumstance, but are you willing to even do anything about it? Or do you just want to stay where you are just because it's comfortable? 
and you're terrified of the process that you're going to have to go through to get past it. Um, so I think willingness, I think a huge part of willingness is, is faith um, in, in yourself and, and, and the process. Um, and being willing and to ask for help. Yeah. So, um, maybe sometimes that willingness is like you feel alone and you feel isolated and you don't feel supported. But then if you, you know, ask for help, even reach out to maybe someone you don't feel like you're that close with, but sometimes just reaching out, you, you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised at the people that will step up to help you. And there, and there are so many um, resources out there, um, whether it's, whether it's depression or COVID or, or racism or substance abuse, substance abuse, um, suicidal thoughts. There are so many resources out there and they are, if you don't want to talk to your friends, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your family and, and, and I can tell you from doing um, a hotline training that every single person in my hotline training class truly cared and truly wanted to help these people, including myself. So the people on the other end of those phone lines um, have also suffered in the past and they, they truly do empathize with where you are at and they know where you are at and yeah. they want I'll, to help you. I'll put some of those links on the show notes page. And so I'll try to cover, cover the gamut of everything that you just mentioned so that but maybe, maybe you can't talk on the phone privately. Maybe there's also apps for that um, these days. You know, you can, I think one of them is called BetterHelp. You can literally download an app on your phone um, and talk Butter like one. cow butter or better? No, be better. Better. <laughs> better help, not better. Butter, um, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so there are apps for that these days, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then there is, something that you and I both obviously very much believe in from personal experience, but there's also energy medicine. Um, energy medicine has been a huge component of, of healing from my traumas and, and, and healing from my mental health issues that I've, that I've had in the past. Um, and, and so there's so many, op the point is there's so many options. Like you can choose to talk to someone or you can choose to go see a Reiki master. Maybe you want to choose to approach it with nutrition and approach like the role that your diet is playing on the brain, your brain chemistry, which yes. is also a huge part of it. Um, Absolutely. I can, I can very much promise you that if you change your diet, your depression will improve. Mm -hmm. Just flat yes. out. It's that easy. Yes. And there's a book actually that I love by Kelly Brogan um, that I can also um, link to the show notes because that is the specific um, focus of her book is curing depression and anxiety through nutrition. Yes, I think the original books from back in the day were the Omega-3 Connection and then there was another one that came out later called Green Brain, um, but they really do talk about the role nutrition has on our brain chemistry and mental health and I haven't read her book but it sounds like it's all along that same topic. Yeah, grain, I love grain brain. Grain brain focuses more on like an Alzheimer's connection, mental health perspective, and a little bit of diabetes. Um, but yeah, Kelly Brogan's book focuses on mental health specifically with food, nutrition, supplements, um, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's really helpful. All right. Any other um, tools what? or support? 
Yeah. Um, well, next step, let's see, we did um, willingness and then choosing, you know, asking for help. And then, and then you definitely have to make a choice. Uh, I think that's definitely, there's, there's so many more ways you can go after you make the choice, but I think the crucial thing is to make a choice to either, even if it's just something as simple as saying, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't want to be in this negative place anymore. I want my life to change and I want my life to, I don't want to be a victim of my circumstances anymore. I don't want to let the world control me. Just saying that alone and recognizing that I think that gives you your power back. You don't have to know the solution yet. You have, you don't have to know where the heck that's going to go, you know, right. and what roller coaster ride that's going to be on. But just saying alone and finally making a choice to being like, no, this is not going to be my life anymore. My life is going to be different and my life is going to be better. And I am no longer going to settle for any of this, I think is truly like the turning point. Yeah. So I think figuring out like what makes you feel good, what lights up your day, what, you know, like what gets your jets going. Um, and maybe just taking a few minutes to journal on that and just thinking about all those things that make you feel good will trigger the serotonin and the endorphins in your brain and get those going. And then once you have that list, then you can actually do those things. And so I think a lot of times too, especially with this whole quarantine and cancel cultures that we felt isolated, we felt um, that we can't go and do the things that maybe we normally would have. And so it's sort of um, pushed us into this unhealthy cycle of possibly substance abuse, maybe, you know, disordered eating, um, not getting enough sunlight, not being around the people that light us up and make us feel loved and supported. So all of these things. And so I think now is a really good time to start reinfusing those things. If you haven't already, to definitely make a concerted effort to start reinfusing those things back into your daily life. So something every day that really like warms your heart and makes you feel good. Yes, and, and I really think, um, you know, everybody has their different things and everybody um, has their different preferences, but I do, I do also like to encourage both a physical practice and then also some type of mental or spiritual um, mindful practice so mm -hmm. a combination of both I truly think even if it's just five minutes of deep breathing and you don't even have to know how to meditate just learning how to stop and take very long slow deep breaths is a huge start mm -hmm. to balancing out you know your blood pressure and all these other things yeah. that and, and releasing endorphins. Yeah. Just getting outside and, and going for a walk. No one can ever tell you, you cannot go outside and go for a walk. This isn't the Holocaust. Um, like you can absolutely go outside and get some sunshine and at least move your body hiking. I did a Instagram post um, at the beginning of COVID um, when I was out hiking with a dog, um, and the great thing about hiking is that there's very few people out there. You're, you're typically where there aren't a lot of people. Um, and, and hiking is a, is a moving meditation. You know, it's that time to be around nature and get that oxygen and get that sunlight and to do all the things physically in our body, like endorphins that, you know, that make us happy. Yeah. Um, so even if you're not a big, like, exerciser or jogger, just go for a walk. 
Yeah, go for a walk, put on your favorite playlist, get those yeah. arms swinging and a pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe sing. Who cares? <laughs> sing to yourself, <laughs> sing out loud. <laughs> Maybe have a dance oh. party in your house, in your living room, in your bathroom, wherever. <laughs> I absolutely did that um, about three weeks ago. Um, I turned on some old school hip hop and it just brought back so many memories from my childhood. And I literally just started having a dance party and, and posting it on Snapchat. Um, and it just made, I don't, it just made me feel so incredibly good. Yeah. And I was, and I wasn't doing it for anyone but myself. Like yeah. it's just fun and it makes me feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think coming up with a list of positive affirmations that you resonate with. So that's the thing about affirmations. If, if it's something that you don't resonate with and you're just repeating it and you're sort of like rolling your eyes and you're like, whatever, this is dumb, but I'm going to say it anyway, most of the time it won't help you. But if you find something that you truly feel in alignment with, then it can physically make a difference. Like there is scientific proof that shows that that will, you know, again, release endorphins and will have a positive effect on your mental and physical health. So um, thinking about that, maybe again, using a journal. I do believe though, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I do believe in faking it until you make it though. So sometimes like just having that one dumb thing, like eventually maybe it does actually start to resonate with you you know sometimes one one day it does click or even saying that dumb thing gets you to evolve that statement into something that does resonate with you so for sure so even just as simple as you know putting on makeup in the morning same thing you know if if that dumb statement is all you have to work with still do it um it, it will evolve into something better okay cool anything else um, uh, well, I think, I think basically all of these things are just a reminder to always take time out of every day for yourself. Um, whether it's, you know, five minutes of breathing, whether it is a 30 minute walk outside, whether it is a list, you know, reading your positive affirmations to yourself, um, um, that everyone needs needs me time every day and that time of reflection and self-love and self-care um to to ground us and bring us back within ourselves because that's what the world and the news and everything does is it, is it takes our energy out in a million different directions and 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 i know um even as a even as a reiki master i am still like some days my ADD and my to-do list is a mile long and the days that I, that I don't do my self-care practice are, are the days that aren't so good for me. And so I, I can attest, you know, to the fact that the, that the days I do start my day with my meditation practice um, are the days I'm most successful. And it doesn't even have to be at the beginning of the day. You know, it can be a bath in the middle of the day or, or at night, but really just taking time for yourself every day, even if mm-hmm. it's just 15 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, is, is crucial to mental health. Yes. You said one more thing that I, we haven't talked about yet, but I do want to um, reiterate is grounding. And especially, like you said, the news is pulling us in a million different directions. If you're a parent, you're being pulled in a million directions with your children. 
with all the chaos of is there school is there not school how's this whole school thing going to work maybe you're stuck in your house with your four children all trying to homeschool them between the ages of kindergarten and high school you know i mean i can't imagine My that goes <laughs> out but i do know that them. there are people out there <laughs> dealing with this stuff and so again like and it might sound like so impossible for you to get that 15 minutes alone but yes 15 minutes to yourself again you can split it up maybe five minutes throughout the day so five minutes here five minutes there five minutes at the end but making that connection with nature grounding if you can't get outside for the day then you know like do a like a tree image meditation so where you imagine that your you know spine is the tree trunk and the roots are going down into the earth um, I love one of those grounding meditations. So yeah, so grounding, um, I think is a big one too. Again, to bring your energy back into your body because it can get so scattered. And especially if you're an empath or a light worker, an energy worker, that is even another level of being pulled in different directions and being scattered sometimes. And um, so yeah, so making that a priority, I think is super important. Yes. And I do want to, I do want to add in, you know, for people like those moms that have four kids at home spanning all the ages, um, there, there are a ton of solutions to that too. If, if you are still struggling with that, please reach out, um, as a trainer, um, and, and a massage therapist, you know, with all the things I do, one of the things, um, that I've really focused on over the years in my practice is, is, is working with a lot of moms and, and, and helping them manage their time and figure out how to accomplish all these things in one day and really focusing on multitasking in a positive way, not a, not a negative way. But, you know, if, if you only have one hour for recess and PE for all these, figure out a way to get them to work together, do workouts together and do partner exercises. And same thing with your nutrition. If, um, if you guys are struggling, you know, really work on on making nutritional changes in your diet that's going to help um, boost your mood and, and help with the brain chemistry in your entire family, not just them and not just yourself. Um, so there are way there are solutions, there are resources. Again, you are not alone, um, and there is help. Um, and sometimes you just got to get creative, and and whatever works for you is fine. If that works for you guys do it. Who cares what everybody else says? If that's what makes yeah. you guys successful, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't, I'm, you know, both of us being sort of nutrition experts, uh, we haven't talked at all really about food this episode, but I think just in general, if you eat real whole food from your produce section, stay away from factory farm meat. If you have a source from a local farm to get some healthy, healthily raised um, animal product, then that's great. But if you don't, then maybe just stick with a whole foods plant-based diet or, you know, just focus on real food, get away from anything in a package, get away from anything processed, definitely don't go fast food. And um, again, using that dinner, that cooking time as as a, you know, as family time too, and bringing together, even if it's just you and your partner, or whoever's in your house. Maybe you live in a house with a bunch of roommates. You guys all get together and cook together. That could be so much fun. And it, it, it brings that community feeling, which all humans need to feel part of a community. Yes. Teach your, teach your kids how to cook. Teach them about, you know, this, this broccoli is good for this. Like, 
an apple is good for this, you know, that can be their science lesson for the day. You know, I think, I think the reason I ended up in such um, a hands-on field and career is because I, I thrive the most growing up with, with experiential education. Um, I learned more about um, the weather patterns when my sixth grade science teacher took us outside in the courtyard and put us all in a circle and then stuck one of us, you know, in the, in the middle about as the sun and literally just told us to start spinning in circles. Um, and, you know, as a sixth grader, that was extremely fun. And I, <laughs> and I truly understood, like, how the planets rotate and, and all these other things. And I don't think I had really processed anything from a science class up until that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so do that, you know, get your kids spinning out in circles in the backyard or, or in your driveway. If that's, if that's what gets them outside and gets you killing a few birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think we, um, are going to wrap it up here. Uh, we've provided you with lots of things you can implement throughout your day. Um, I'm going to give you a list of resources so that uh, any of you struggling with anything um, that I list can reach out and grab onto those and get some support and help. And um, I hope this has helped you um, move through your victimhood and not stay stagnant in it. Because again, it's something that we all go through and um, the healthy thing to do is move through it. So, yeah. Do you have anything wrapping up to say, Steph? Um, no, not at all. Um, I, I'm, I'm just sending love and light out to everyone right now that, um, that has been struggling with their mental health. All right. Yes. And so if, if you have any questions that come up when you were listening to this episode, please feel free to leave us comments. There's con there'll be comments on the show notes page and then almost on every single platform, there's a way to leave a comment too. So whether you find this episode on YouTube or Podbean or um, I guess Stitcher and Spotify, you can't leave a comment, but I think you can in CastBox and Anchor. So there's lots of ways um, on Anchor. Actually, you can even leave us a voicemail. If you listen to this through Anchor, you can leave voicemails and voice questions, which are always fun. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us and we will catch you in the next episode. Namaste.